Welcome to A Month with Matthew in Croatia. I'm writer Matthew Felix, and I needed to get away for a while to figure out what was next for me. And this is what happened when I did. These are travel anecdotes, stories, and ruminations from my month in a small island village in Croatia. From the characters I met to the experiences I had, some funny, some frustrating, to the thoughts, memories, and emotions that came up for me during my solo retreat in the seaside village in Croatia. It took me a couple of days, but I have now come to realize that what I thought were mold spots in the uh, the bathroom are actually places where there used to be wasp nests, and there are a lot of them, and they're not just in the bathroom. (laughs) They're uh, all around the, the door in my bedroom that goes to the terrace, and then as I walk out the door, and this is part of how I realized is, well, I mean, there were two ways I realized this. One was I was in the bathroom, and I was looking at this thing on the wall, and it, you know, it looked like, um, like a little cannelloni, you know, it was like a tubular, dark brown, but like kind of a series of of tubes, like, you know, um, grouped together, right? Stuck to the wall. And then I realized I had kind of just overlooked it, I guess, just getting situated and worrying about other things and not paying that much attention. And then I realized, of course, that's a wasp nest. And not only is that a wasp nest, but all of these other brown patches, and I mean, I'm talking like eight or nine or ten throughout the bathroom, are places where there used to be wasp nests. Now, I'm obviously not so worried about the places where there used to be wasp nests, but I was a little concerned about this one. I don't know how wasps, you know, their whole gestation cycle or their whole, uh, the process, you know, their whole birthing process. So, is that tube, is that, should I be saying that like a cannon that's about to explode wasps? And what's the gestation period? When should I expect them? Or, I mean, because there was, you know, there was like a filling over the top of this, of one of the tubes. So then I thought, well, maybe, maybe the people that I'm renting from, maybe they filled up that tube. <laughs> and then I realized that's pretty stupid because if they've taken all the other ones away, and never mind, how would you fill, why would you bother to fill, it's not like it's a cannoli that you're just going to fill the wasp tube with some sort of, you know, product to kill the wasp, whatever. You're just going to get rid of the, the nest, I guess. I don't know. This is all new to me. We don't have these kind of wasps in San Francisco. I just have a bunch of hornets and bees on my deck. I don't, and and some wasps that uh, pollinate my my fig tree, but not these kind of wasps. And they're super, super cool wasps, by the way. I mean, they're so sleek and they look almost fragile. They're so elegant and graceful, but they're also massive. Again, we don't have wasps this big either in San Francisco. I mean, the Mediterranean has some really impressive, gorgeous, frightening wasps and hornets and lots of all sorts of stinging creatures. So outside, they really don't bother me. I don't worry about them because I know that they don't, they don't care about me. They've got other business to do, but the idea that in my bathroom at any moment there could be a wasp, you know, birth, um, is a little concerning. So I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do about that. Earlier today, the landlord assured me that the property manager had talked with the neighbor and the construction. The neighbor had said, you know, done with construction, no worries. All is well. 
Went out for a few hours, went to the beach, did some stuff in town. I'm back at 7.30, and lo and behold, the neighbor is hammering and using his electric saw again. So I don't think this is going to work. So I've just emailed the, the landlord again and said, look, I know you told me the problem was resolved. Neighbor apparently is a liar. He's at it again, full throttle. Let me know if there's anything else you can do, but in the meantime, I'm going to have to start looking for some other place. I don't understand why the neighbor would just lie, and it was obviously just a blatant lie. He said he was done. Now he's at it yet again. And I just really like this house, but even more importantly, it's it's August, or sorry, it's July in Croatia, peak season. The last thing I want to do right now is have to find another place to stay for an entire month. So... Again, I'm not sure what's going to happen here, but maybe the landlord can come up with something convincing and maybe they can really be a little more firm or I don't know what with the neighbor, but I'm going to have to start looking for some backup places just in case. Woke up to one of the most dreaded feelings that I ever have. And thankfully, I don't have these feelings, this feeling in particular, that often. But uh, unfortunately, periodically, it does happen. And that is, on my lip, I felt this bump. And anyone who gets these bumps on their lip already knows what I'm talking about. And they're just, they're just, they're just horrible. And of course, I'm talking about cold sores which I get, I don't know, once a year. I mean, it really varies. I really don't get them very often, like I said, thank God. But you know, there are a few things that are just more uncomfortable and more sort of humiliating than walking around with this big sore on your lip that everyone knows is caused by the herpes virus. Not pleasant. Not, I mean, it just sucks. It just really, really sucks. Now, <laughs> uh, thankfully, as time has gone on, I mean, when I first start getting, started getting these, they would just be massive. I mean, I was just disfigured. I was elephant man-like. It was so embarrassing, and there was nothing to do about it. I mean, yeah, I could take, you know, the, there are some drugs out there, but the, time is, the, the point is, by the time I took the drugs, the, the cold sore was already, you know, exploding on my lip. And so it could limit the damage, but basically the damage was done. So that none of the drugs really ever helped me that much. As time has gone on, thankfully, I guess my body's built up some sort of immunity to, to, to the virus. And so now the outbreaks are much less, you know, messy, much less disfiguring, but still waking up to a cold sore here. And the thing is, I get them from the sun. So that, I mean, the cause for me is very clear. I get them if I'm in the sun and if I'm not wearing sunblock on my lips. So usually, as I've done since I've been here, I'm just really careful about always wearing sunblock on my lips. No big deal. Consequently, I almost never get cold sores. But I guess, you know, oftentimes in environments like this, when I'm spending a lot of time at the beach in just the really bright, pounding sun, even the sunblock isn't always enough. And, you know, I'm swimming around in the sea, and I, I put sunblock on when I come back from, from being in the water and stuff. But still, I guess I can't always, it can't always be stopped. So 
feeling a little, a little humiliated today, not looking forward to the next week or so. And, um, I mean, really the, the next two or three days, it's not, it's not really a week long sort of thing. It's really the next two or three days where I find out what sort of disfigurement and public humiliation I'm about to be subjected to. Now, I do have a story. I have a pretty good story about cold sores. <laughs> I don't know if I really want to share this, but I'm just going to do it. And if I like how it turns out, then you'll be listening to it. And if I don't, then you won't. Years ago, when I was in Barcelona, I met up with this guy on the airport shuttle. So not the, even the airport shuttle, but the shuttle from the plane to the actual terminal. Really cute, really nice guy from Puerto Rico. We hit it off and we decided to meet up later in Barcelona. Met up, hung out for a day or two, and then the attraction started to get, you know, stronger. Things started to sort of heat up. And then I got a cold sore. So I guess it must have been over the course of a few days. And so we went to the Sagrada Familia, so the church that you know, Anthony Gaudí's famous church that's really surreal and just this incredible, incredible ongoing work of art. Hadn't been for several years, so we decided to go. And I don't know if he hadn't been or had never been or whatever, but um, we decided to go through to the Sagrada Familia. We get there, we climb up, we climb up one of the towers. And so there are like four, I guess there are four spires and you can climb up in all of them. The stairs are really narrow. It's really, really tight quarters. But, you know, there's a nice view of close-up of the towers and different perspective on the Sagrada Familia. And then, of course, when you're high up, you can see the Barcelona, you know, the Barcelona skyline all around you. So anyway, we climbed up the towers and things over the course of the afternoon had been, had been getting, you know, heating up again between us. And so we're in this spire high atop the Sagrada Familia and he starts to this guy starts to go in for a kiss and I've got a cold sore. So I recoil, you know, I'm thinking, Oh shit. He didn't, he didn't see that I've got this, this unattractive, scary blister on my lip. I don't know how he, how he didn't see it, but clearly he didn't see it. So I gotta, I've got to save him from my cold sore. And so, you know, I stop and I'm like, you know, no, no, sorry, I've got, I've got this thing going on on my lip and I'm really embarrassed. You know, I mean, I mean, yes and no, you know, on one hand, it's embarrassing. On the other hand, I've had cold sores for 25 years. I'm kind of just deal with it, but still, particularly in a situation where there's, there's a romantic chemistry and there's, there's a sexual vibe and you want something to happen, then that's different. And then that is a little more embarrassing because you got to, slam the brakes on because of your, your, uh, your ailment, your, yeah. So, so he's like, um, you know what? It, it's okay. He says, I get them too. And then all of a sudden, as happened so many times in so many life experiences, I realized I'm not this outlier. I'm not this pariah or this, you know, tainted, infected, lone creature to be avoided at all costs, other people get cold sores. You know, they're extremely common. And most people, a lot of people who have them, they just don't manifest, lucky them. 
So, but so often when we have these ailments and when we have these conditions, we feel like we're the only one, you know, we feel ostracized. We feel like, oh God, you know, what are people going to think? All that kind of stuff. And so I'm standing there and this guy who I'm attracted to is, is coming at me, you know, is making the moves and I'm just feeling the shame and just feeling like, oh God, now I've got to, you know, I've got to tell him what's going on here and how horrible is that? Well, I had nothing to worry about. Because he gets cold sores too. And if it's not cold sores, then he probably has something else that I don't have that we'd have to talk about and whatever. I mean, the point is, you just don't know. But we're never alone. We're never the only ones. We're never the only ones suffering from whatever it might be. We're never the only ones who have whatever secret it is or whatever thing that we feel it is that we need to hide or be ashamed of. It's just part of being here. It's just part of life. So... He kissed me. And so we made out in one of the towers of the Sagrada Familia, and uh, it was awesome. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and check out MatthewFelix.com for information about my books, other podcasts, and much more.